So we have a icebreaker question for you. Okay. Would you rather fight 100 rabbit-sized horses or one horse-sized rabbit? Horse-sized rabbit. Um, I would say 100 rabbit-sized horses because you can't overpower a horse-sized rabbit, but you can overpower at least one. Hopefully, at least one 100-sized horse rabbit. I feel like the chances are better of surviving. But there are 100. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta one at a time. Just take them out. <laughs> Wait. I know they're all around. Well, <laughs> but they have like hooves and stuff. Like, I just feel that's like better that. than like rabbit teeth. <laughs> I just like a horse sized rabbit would have like a two foot tooth. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm thinking about the teeth. <laughs> you can, yeah. yeah, that's true actually. Hey y'all, welcome back to BCM and the AM. I'm Taylor and I'm Ellie and we're here with Drew um, and he's gonna uh, share his testimony today so we're super excited to have him. Drew would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Um, yeah I'm Drew. Um, I'm a freshman. Um, I'm in mechanical engineering so that's fun. A lot of work. <laughs> I don't know if I'd describe it as fun. But <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's not but <laughs> yeah no that's awesome. Um, all right, so first question is, where are you from, and how did you get to UT? Yeah, so um, I'm from Kingsport, Tennessee. We got good representation right here. <laughs> yeah, we're all um, three from there, if you can't tell by our accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I guess how I got here, I really, UT, my whole life, I'd always wanted to go. Um, I just, my family's huge Vols fans, so... But um, I decided about high school that I was going to go to Tennessee Tech for engineering just because I thought it would be cheaper and stuff. But um, I came here and did my tour, and I, just, I loved it, like everything about campus. Um, I ended up – I didn't even do my tour for Tennessee Tech because I just – I knew God wanted me here. Um, and, you know, did all that. Like, you know, everything with scholarships, it, God really opened the doors for me to come here. Um, and I mean, I've really seen that just with stuff I've been able to be involved in, like the friends I've made and just how God's worked in my life. Like this was really, really where he wanted me to be. So. Yeah. Um, what were, so for some students, I know that like they, you know, just picked UT on their own. Like there are moments in our lives where God gives us the choice to, mm -hmm. to choose. And there are other times when it, you can, um, just tell through prayer and just discernment that the Lord might be leading you to a specific place. I think both of those things can happen. So were there any um, like markers or things that you can look back on to say like, this is how I knew that God was leading me to UT? Yeah. I mean, it was really just kind of, cause I had been praying about it for a while. I really didn't know what I was going to do. Cause I mean, all the, I only applied to Tennessee tech and UT cause I, I knew it would be one of those two for engineering, but um you know, when I came here and did my tour, like that was really God saying like, hey, you know, like, I mean, I just felt such a peace on the tour. Like this was where I should be. Yeah, that's awesome. We're glad you're here. So that's cool that the Lord is just so um, just in, just sovereign over even like seemingly smaller parts of our life mm -hmm. to just guide us. So that's cool. Second question. Um, tell us about how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. I was saved when I was six. Um, it's kind of kind of a bland story, but it's still you know God's work in my life, so it's it's awesome to get to tell. But um, 
yeah, I was, I was about six. Um, I remember, um, I had a lot of questions for my mom and we were talking one night cause like, you know, she would come in and like, you know, read the Bible to me like before bed and we were, we were just talking and I, I remember I learned a lot about like, you know, um, like what salvation was. And like, I, I was like, I just, I need that kind of, like, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember just feeling like how much I needed God in that moment. And, you know, I, I told mom, like, you know, I want to be saved. And she led me through like what it meant to be a Christian and like how, and I prayed mm -hmm. for forgiveness. So, yeah. Yeah. And, it's a blessing. I mean, with Benji's testimony was similar in the, our podcast episode before this one, just, he, he described it as like a, a boring, boring testimony, but you know, there's no, there's nothing boring about passing from death to life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No matter like, you don't have to go out and get all your sin and done before <laughs> you um, accept Christ. Like it's a beautiful thing. And um, there's, yeah, it's, it glorifies him in different ways. And just, it's just so sweet to get to look back at those, I, I, like your whole life and, and have been, have been able to like walk with Christ just for a long time is a blessing. And yeah, there's, you learn more about him and it becomes deeper as you get older. But um, there's just, there's a sweetness to that that I don't think we should dismiss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next question is what is the Lord teaching you currently or what has he been teaching you um, in this past year? Um, I guess with that question, just like, really like how serious am I about him? Like, am I giving up everything to like follow God? And I, I just like reading my Bible, like I see it everywhere. Um, just kind of that theme, like when you see the woman at the well, like, you know, she dropped her jars and she ran and just told everybody about Jesus. Um, in Acts, like I'm, when Paul, like, I mean, Paul had like, he was in a high position, um, like in, uh, like the Jewish religion and, you know, like, I mean, what he was doing was persecuting Christians, but it's still, there was, there was that level of comfort and like acceptance in the society that he was in. And like, he had all that and he gave it up. And like my quiet time this morning was about Matthew being a tax collector. Like, you know, one of the richest guys, um, like in his area at that time. But I mean, you know, he was stealing and he gave, he gave all that up, you know, to go follow Jesus. And it's just like, there's so much stuff in my life, like, you know, my grades, schoolwork, you know, that I'm so focused on, like family stuff that it all gets in the way. And it's like, man, like I need to like give all that up mm -hmm. for, for God. So. Yeah. That, it reminds me of um, the parable of the, the man who went and sold everything he had to buy a field, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what it is to trace after Christ. Like you find this treasure, um, and you sell, you give up everything you have. Like that's what the man mm -hmm. did in the parable. He sold everything he had, all his possessions. So he gives up everything and then he goes and buys this field, but he gains like so much more. And that's what it is to um, like, yes, you give up everything, but you gain Christ. Mm -hmm. Like you gain eternity with him and you just, you gain so much more. So yeah, it's like you're, we're investing in our future kind of, because I mean, it is sacrificing right now, but if you think about it, like our lives right now are just a little, little piece and like we have eternity to like worship God. And so like, it's, it's a very dumb decision, but like still we make it 
24 seven, like to, you know, invest in our time we have on earth and, you know, we can miss out on eternity. Yeah. Um, the part you said about like, it's hard when we're so busy at school and like, um, you have to make sacrifices in order to, um, kind of live in an eternity like viewpoint like there's certain things you have to give up in a worldly sense it just kind of made me think about about our last question um about how you were saved at a young age i was also saved at a young age so it made me think um how have you probably since i guess coming to college or what steps in high school maybe did you make to kind of make your faith your own and not make it your parents faith um yeah so i guess with the the big thing i got so obsessed with grades and stuff in high school and um it, it was just <laughs> it was so easy to just you know be so focused on that and you know i was known as like the christian kid mm -hmm. and like i i mean i i had a personal relationship but i was just putting so much stuff before it and um, i remember walking across the stage at graduation and i was so disappointed like I got that paper and I was like, I spent like four years investing in this piece of paper. And like, you know, now that was it. And there was actually one time it really just broke my heart. Um, we were doing great exchange one day and there's a guy I went to, went to school with and I had like two classes with him my senior year. And like we were talking and um, like, you know, I shared the gospel. He wasn't a believer. And I'm like, man, like I had class with this guy, like, spent probably like three hours in class with him every day and like never really talked to him or like shared the gospel with him. And it just kind of like all caught me off guard. Like, you know, like if I would have been more focused on sharing the gospel, like I could have, you know, maybe led someone to Christ through there and done more for the kingdom. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, um, there's definitely like, once you get that urgency, it, it changes things in the mm -hmm. way that you live. And, um, yeah sharing the gospel is a discipline and you can't beat yourself up over those past seasons because um, you'll miss out on the opportunities you have in this present one. But that's a really like powerful story to share. Um, just a reminder to live on mission and not waste a season, you know, but not that that's what you did. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to just use every opportunity um, so that you can finish well, and look back and like, I think you're, you're doing that in college mm -hmm. now, like as a freshman, like you have not wasted a day in college, like you're on a mission field and you just, you live on mission. I can see that. So, um, yeah, just be encouraged by that. Like you're, yeah. you're using your days wisely. So. It's just something I've, I really have prayed about and tried to fix. And there, there are still days now where I like get really focused on school and it's just, it's something that it's a battle every day. Like, you know, like we have to pick up our cross daily. Like there are going to be days where like we're still sinners and we don't do that. So, yeah. yeah. And you can glorify God through your work, mm -hmm. through your schoolwork. Um, there's, there's a way to like kind of adjust your mindset to, to do it for his glory and, you know, not yours or not for any other reason. Um, so it can be an act of like, Worship. worship really yeah. when you do your task well like i talked to i told ellie a couple weeks ago like i do the do the dishes and do the laundry like like i'm doing this for the glory of god <laughs> and that's what motivates motivates me to do it but it does change like the way you live your your day and 
the way you like leverage things. It helps mm-hmm. you steward things better when you um, have that mindset. But yeah, that's a powerful thing to share. So last question, um, and you can expound on this um, however much you want. How has your faith changed and or what has been the biggest challenge of your faith since coming to college? Um, like one way my faith has changed is I have tried to live more intentionally. Like I was talking, like, you know, be more for the kingdom, like more sold out. Um, what was the second part? Sorry. Just, um, um what has biggest been the biggest challenge? Of challenge your faith? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the biggest challenge has been, um, like finding that balance because, um, like Taylor was saying, like you, you still have to do your schoolwork, even yeah. living mm-hmm. for the kingdom. And so like, you know, it's like, when is too much like doing schoolwork and, you know, like even like going and sharing the gospel, if we spent all our time sharing the gospel, we're not getting poured into. And so like, you know, you need that personal relationship with God. And so like, you got to find the balance. There's just so many elements like, um, to find the right, like, you know, where you're going to give God the most glory and, you know, grow and still be able to just like grow the kingdom through your life too. So. Like it's that's been such a challenge to just find like the right spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has there been like anything that's like helped you find that balance? Um, I think I've got a pretty good friend group and um like just being with them, like they're all good Christians. And so like when we hang out, like, you know, we have gospel com like just conversations about God with each other. You know, we've been able to share the gospel and a lot of them are engineers too. So it's like, there's an element I've been able to study with them, you know, just grow deeper in the word and get poured into. And then like being able to sh- just share with people that we come into contact with. Um, I mean, Benji's one of the people I do a great exchange with. It's so great just to have someone that I can go and, you know, like we can pour into each other, but also go and, you know, share the gospel to others and be able to pour out into others too. So. Yeah, for sure. It's, the community is important. It's like, it's, yeah, you can't do it without mm-hmm. the like accountability. And like you said, being poured into and just having those um, like kingdom friendships are so important in college. I was just thinking, um, cause yeah, your friend group is, it just reminds me of mine back <laughs> or when I was a freshman. I mean, I still have those friends. It just is different, but um that was such a blessing when I came to college. Um, they were all like, well, actually not all, but all but one were people that um, I didn't know before. Um, so it was just encouraging to have a like new community. Um, and I just, I feel for you when you say like, um, trying to find the balance of how much is too much. And even uh, like growing up in church, cause I know like, you've experienced this too, just, um, how many good things, like, can you do, you can, you can go to church, you can go to Bible study, you can go to the BCN, you can go to all these things, and those can turn into bad things, so it's like, in a sense of, you just are doing those for the sake of doing them, those can turn into bad things, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I just feel for you when you say that, like, trying to find the balance of, um, being involved in your community, um, uh, with the BCM being involved with your church, still staying on top of your, still staying on top of your schoolwork, not being like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Negligent. 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Not neglecting, like, your schoolwork. I was going to say lazy, but that's a really harsh word. Yeah. <laughs> not, being like, not neglecting your schoolwork because you're at college for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just a hard balance. It's something new that you don't really experience before college. There's not campus ministries at your high school. Like, it's just a whole new world. Yeah. I guess kind of like we were talking, like, we can get so much into one thing. Um, there was a verse that I thought of, um, Romans one twenty five. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served um, what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. And so that one, that's a verse that's stuck out to me recently, too. It's just that, um, you know, it talks about that worship and serve that which has been created. Like, you know, the creator creates the stuff. So, like, because it's there doesn't mean it's a bad thing. So, like, right. you know, there are a ton of good things, like our friends, like, um, even church, but like um, we go into the mindset, especially if it becomes like a checklist, like mm-hmm. doing Christian stuff. And it's like, you know, I went to church, like I read my Bible. Like at that point, if it becomes a checklist, it's kind of like um, it's like a it's we're worshiping like the church and like our quiet time and not actually God. Like, you know, we just get so obsessed with getting that done and not growing our relationship with God. And that's, you know, one thing that's. Another thing that's been on my heart just kind of stuck out. It's hard to keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. When there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Like you're talking about like the religious tasks, basically, mm-hmm. like obsessing over those and not and missing the heart of why yeah. you do them. Like with your quiet time, if you approach it as a checkbox, like you'll miss the sweet time with the Lord, mm-hmm. which is what it is. And like if you approach reading God's word as just Again, like a, t- a checkbox, like you'll you'll miss the words of God on the paper, yeah. and like we'll get the creation instead of the creator. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. I've never thought of it in that. When I hear like when I hear that verse, I've always thought of like trees and stuff, which I think is what he's like leaning towards in the verse. But I, I mean, it's true. Like there are other things that have created like institutions yeah. and things as well. Well, I mean, and I, I do agree with you, like the, the creation, like in the earth, but like, I mean, all that still is to glorify God, but we get right. distracted with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how I see, that's kind of how I've always seen that verse is just like, you know, there's so many good things that we can get distracted by. And that's so easy in college, like that we just get too distracted by the good that we miss, like, perfect, like, we miss God, so. Yeah, I I think you have to learn in that season to say no to things. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big lesson that I think everybody learns at some point in college or should, because if you say a yes to one thing is a no to something Mm -hmm. else. So Mm -hmm. you're, you have to choose what you want to prioritize and, like, mentally decide, no, this is what's important in this season of my life, and, that means I'm going to have to say no to good things so that I can say yes to better things. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an important lesson that I think everybody has to learn. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else? I'm, I'm Anything good. Anything burning yeah. inside of you that you need to share? <laughs> yeah. No. How did you, um, how did you and like Benji become friends? Because you guys Ooh, are like a, like a staple. I think I know, and I think I played a part in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But um, you guys, your all's friendship is like a staple <laughs> of BCM right now. So tell us about how you guys became friends. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know really any of my friends coming into college. And so that's that was a great thing about the BCM. I got plugged in. and But I didn't, I didn't meet Benji till like 
month or so into in the college we started great exchange and um he just showed up like i'd never seen him before he hadn't been at tnt or anything and we just did great exchange together um we kind of known each other for a couple of weeks and you know like he asked me to go like get dinner or something so sweet yeah <laughs> i know and so yeah we just kind of we'd go eat and then, yeah just started hanging out and then brandon and cody came in and now we've got a whole group that just kind of runs around so yeah you know i want to say this too because like um the bcm is very girl heavy but mm-hmm. the campus is girl heavy so that's true bef- before um the semester started we pray we pray for you guys a lot as a staff like mm-hmm. Rodney and Sam like they pray for you guys so much and but one of our prayer requests was like Lord help us minister to the guys on campus too like you know and like our leadership team like before they came on leadership team is all girls too well a lot of except it. for like four or five I don't know there's like very few boys so mm-hmm. like in and outreach was all girls yeah. yeah which is great we have a great yeah, group yeah. of girls like, yeah we, d- we are so blessed with a great group of faithful girls that serve but we we prayed like Lord, we want to like we want to make sure we're ministering to the guys too mm-hmm. and like bring us some you know freshman guys to to be part of our ministry and then and there's this huge there's like 15 of y'all and you're all named the same thing i can't even keep you straight now so i'm like wow that's an answered prayer <laughs> um it's just so cool and just funny how that happened but yeah, I think it's just you. You're in Bendy's friendship is just it's fun to watch. Like y'all, y'all serve together and just are can encourage each other and have that like Christian brotherhood. Is it's good. College friendships are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like the friendship stories of like <laughs> meet cute. <laughs> like the way that me and uh, Natalie met. It's it's just so random. Sometimes it's so like, random. Yeah. And like even me and Melody, Melody and I sat down for coffee and basically <laughs> she was basically like. You want to be my best friend? (laughs) (laughs) So it's just funny how things work. It's not everyone in college is like, hey, please be my friend. I would love to be your friend. It's just funny. No, that's literally how it happens. Natalie did the same thing to me. (laughs) Sometimes it's kind of sad, though, because, like, there there are people, like, just so many people searching, like, in college. And yeah, that's like, it's, I I got so blessed that I found friends early because there are, I've seen a lot of people that they're still struggling to find, like, that group. Mm Yeah, there's a lot of lonely people, too. It's mm-hmm. important to remember that and, like, to reach out to those people and not, like, close off, be exclusive. Yeah. And, like, just make, we talked about this yesterday, but making your table longer, making sure you're mm-hmm. looking for the one that's, you know, lonely and, and inviting them in. I think Ellie's really good at that. Yeah, that's something, like, our group has talked about, too, because we do, we hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, when we were looking at it, like, sometimes we could just be, like, you know, just only hanging out with us. And it's, like, yeah, we'd have some uh, like you know maybe one of Benji's friends would come like from his floor and like we felt like sometimes we're kind of ignoring them and when, just looking at it like in the bible like when you had a guest come in like they sat at like the seat of honor mm-hmm. and you know like it was they were there and like the conversation was usually about them and that's something we talked about like you know if we have somebody like you know just coming in and just hanging out with us like we don't want them to feel excluded we wanted them them to feel like you know like almost like we're focusing more on them mm-hmm. and like being able to pour into them as like a whole friend group so seems like we had the same conversation with benji but it was not it was like we turned the podcast off and he asks us another question and we started <laughs> talking about that very thing so yeah yeah now it's recorded yeah, yeah now it's out <laughs> there so you have to do it 
Yeah, it's your accountability. Anyone know, knows. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do still need to be better about that. So it's a good way to stay accountable. Yeah. No, it's wise that you can like see that. Not everybody can see mm-hmm. that so quickly. So, yeah. Um, oh, how often do you get made fun of for your accent? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten constantly this, this recording. I know. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. Um, because every time, like, if I'm getting on Benji's nerves, like, it comes it, out. Yeah, no, Benji, Benji will just start. Oh, start doing mocking my accent. I'm like, we actually got in an argument about it last night. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but yeah, um, it's they all do it. Maggie, Maggie likes to too. Maggie's from Elizabethan, so uh, yeah, she's not got much room to talk. No, <laughs> you're from you're from Mount Carmel. I know, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm from Stubbs. Kingsport. I'm from Mount Carmel. That's, that's almost Rogers. That's from my mom's. That's room. almost Sergoinsville. Yeah. Sergoinsville. <laughs> Sir Sir oh Ooh. lord yeah mm-hmm. for me it's like at least once a week me like too. being yeah, real mine's like, like daily <laughs> yeah mine is too well some people like to tell me i'm like isaiah tells me i'm more southern than southern than him and there's just no way i don't hear it than me or isaiah then you're more mm-hmm. southern than isaiah <sighs> i i really didn't you, notice okay, isaiah is yeah next, the next one is you and isaiah we're gonna put that one to the test. It's definitely what, who's Drew. more southern. It's yeah, probably me. Drew's yeah. way more southern. Dang it! Mm-hmm. I got made fun of Friday. That was the last time. No, it wasn't even made fun of. It was. Just, I don't mind it. It's like, it's a part of my personality, I guess. It's can't fine. help it if you're from the sticks. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's funny too when they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of see it when they start doing it, it's like, all right, now it's my turn to like take shots. Like, see, <laughs> I just see who like, I can make fun of. I'll just like when people point it out, I just get more southern mm-hmm. and yeah. I'll start pulling out all of my like uh, little sayings that I yeah. know. And I taught you a new one the other day. Oh, yeah, what was it? Bush people. Oh, yeah, bush people. You know, what I don't bush know people that one, are? No. really, I of it. okay. Well, bush people, <laughs> can I tell that on here? Yeah, okay, you can cut it out. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. People need to know. Bush people, <laughs> bush people are people that just think they're so holy. They got to hold on to the bush so the Lord just don't take them up right there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Taylor, I don't remember what we were talking about. Maybe I, my mom had said it, and I was like, I need to know if Taylor knows that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. We weren't talking about anybody. It was just, yeah. Well, no, we weren't same. talking about anybody. No, it was just the same thing. I needed to know if you knew it. I know my papa always called them cantaloupe mushmelon. I always thought that what? was mushmelon. Mushmelon, yeah. I think I've heard that. Yeah, one. I, I've heard a couple people say it, but I there's there's only been a few people that I've met that know what mushmelon is. Mush I'm melon. like, yep. Cute oh, with salt. Or no, it's honeydew was mushmelon. Oh, it was not cantaloupe. Yeah. Oh. I I don't like cantaloupe or um, honeydew. Yeah. I like watermelon. That's about it. I like cantaloupe with salt on it. Oh, my grandfather did that. My nana used to make us that. Make. I mean, it's just. (laughs) She cut it up. It It was a whole thing. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to BCM in the AM. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're a college student at UT and want to get involved with our ministry, we're located at 1811 Melrose Avenue, and we would love to meet you. Well, I don't remember what I said. Something about mushmelon. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about mushmelon. What's that? What's the thing that you just said? Pawpaws.
Is it pop all trees? Is it like (laughs) crab apples? Is that what it is? A little like they're they're brown with green Uh, on it. That, yeah, the crab, green crab apples, probably. Is it a crab apple? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I call them pawpaws. I finally figured out what a pawpaw was. <laughs> it's not a fig? It's not a fig. What the heck's a crab apple? It's a pawpaw. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Crab <laughs> apple. Let me see if I can pull it up. Pawpaw. Pawpaw. Crab apple. Like. These are a little more I red. I think the reason we called them that was because I'd Come go on. over to my neighbor's I was about house to say, was it? And my pawpaw would. Like those, I mean, they look like apples. Uh, what's the inside look like? And we'd walk down to this pawpaw tree with my pawpaw. And so I think we just called it a pawpaw tree because mm-hmm. he was. A pawpaw. And it's. We'd and pick them and get they'd pawpaws. Them. Yeah. <laughs> we have different memories from the South. Like, that's the mountain. I've never heard of it.